Hi, I'm Liz Stokel. And I'm Debbie Rude. We're Dancing with Skeletons. We know what it's like to keep our past hidden away, like skeletons in a closet. We also know the healing that comes from acknowledging who we used to be and how much we've learned. So every once in a while, we dance with our skeletons. So come dance with us. How are you, Deb? I'm a little tired today, but I'm good. That's good. Mm -hmm. Today is Fat Tuesday. I know. I, you know, I was going to decorate. Uh -huh. So Valentine's Day was Sunday. Right. So I undecorated <laughs> on Monday morning. Okay. And now today is Tuesday, and I was like, am I going to decorate for like one day in my shop? Yeah, thought, you know what? I'm not doing that this year. So no Mardi Gras decorations, but usually there's a couple weeks and we give away Mardi Gras beads to all of the students and have fun and not this year. Well, there's fewer people that are coming into there, the space. There are. So it sometimes feels, I mean, even Christmas for me was like, why do I need to decorate? It's I know. the same. No one's coming it's over. It's the same <laughs> two sons that have been here every single day. Why do I need to decorate for them? Um, so we did. We did just get a tabletop Christmas tree and stuff. That you know, this year it was very different. Yeah. But I feel the same way. I normally go all out. Now I will say that on Valentine's Day, I made scrambled eggs and bacon, and then I used my cookie cutter to cut out little heart-shaped pieces of toast. Oh. And served. <laughs> And so I did do that, and tonight I'm making spicy shrimp and sausage Look at you. for dinner. Oh. So I'm going to be doing that, and I already have the shrimp sitting out and defrosting, and so I'll do that. That sounds good. Yeah, so I, I actually, we made it, I made a really pretty Valentine's Day table, too, which I've never done. I actually saw a picture of it on mm -hmm. social media. You got dinner from one of our favorite restaurants. I did. Did you go and pick it up? John did, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So the restaurant, and I think we've actually talked about this before, is Roger Rocket's Dinner Theater, mm -hmm. which is a, a dinner theater. It's usually live performances, live right. live theater. Right. Um, but they do have an incredible chef by the name of Eric De Groot, who has won awards, who mm -hmm. has, you know, spent the last forty years. Yeah just becoming an incredible chef, yeah. you know. So he's really, really good at what he yeah, does. Yeah, our, our food was very, very good. And um, I guess you can pay a little bit extra and, like, they would deliver it to your house with someone in a tuxedo and a towel <laughs> over their arm and come to your door or something like that. Well, you wouldn't you wouldn't expect nothing less from, from this the wonderful theater, theater company. I know, I yeah. know. So. But, I mean, it's cool that they're doing some meals and things to try to help the restaurant portion of the business. Right. I mean, they can't do theater things, but they are trying to do some... Uh, take out food and stuff so right and just kind of pay the bills yeah so yeah so I didn't I you know I'm not gonna because then tomorrow's Ash Wednesday and then you have to undecorate for Mardi Gras so it's like why am I gonna decorate for 24 hours I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> what's the next holiday though after that is it uh, St. Patrick's Day oh, okay so that's that'll be coming up <coughs> I have to yeah. decorate for that 
So Yeah, and St. Patrick's Day, you can kind of, you know, stretch it out for a little bit longer. My son was born on St. Patrick's Day, and I remember uh, the nurse coming into the room and saying, so did you name him Patrick? <laughs> and I said, you know, even if I had loved that name, I probably would not have saddled him with that. For yeah. the, you know, yeah. if I had planned on naming him Patrick for my entire pregnancy, and then he was born on St. Patrick's Day, I probably would have changed my mind. Yeah. And yeah, not could, saddled him with that. I could see that. Yeah. I so no, his name's not Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> One of my children was born on Elvis's birthday. Oh. <laughs> and Which, the nurse came in and told me. <laughs> Which was January 8th. Yeah, my oldest was Very born good. on December the 8th. Mm -hmm. And so when my mom gave me a card, she actually dated it January 8th. I'm like, that's still... That's still a month away. Yeah. But she says, oh, I must have been thinking about Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I guess maybe you were. <laughs> I actually know three or four people besides my daughter who have that same birthday. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So, like we said, it was Mardi Gras. What kind of... You know, my husband, I just have to preface this by saying the man hates crowds. He hates them. Okay. And but he's a musician. He's a musician, and I think that that's why, that's the part of the reason why he hates crowds is because he's used to, you know, sitting behind his drum kit and looking out and seeing the, the, just a river of faces and a river of sweaty bodies mm -hmm. and a river of people often acting foolish. <laughs> Yeah, and so he'd he'd rather be up on the stage behind his drum yeah. kit. Uh, me, me too. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd rather be up there than in the crowd. Yeah. Many years ago, when we were dating, actually, I had backstage passes uh, to Crystal Gale mm. uh, show because um, a, a very good friend of mine played keyboards for her for many years, and so he made sure that we had backstage passes so that we could go hang out backstage yeah, yeah. Uh, to see Crystal Gale, and so. I got to the venue ahead of my husband, which, by the way, we were just dating at the time. But by the time he got there, he was so mad at the parking issue and the walking through the crowd issue and all of mm -hmm. that. It was like, all this just to see your ex-boyfriend? I said, no, all of this to meet Crystal Gale. <laughs> So he hates crowds. We went to the zoo the other day, and the zoo is accepting people to come to the zoo. Okay. But you have to make reservations. So they're only s selling a certain number of tickets okay. um, for any block of time. So we were able to go, and it was a pretty, um, it was a pretty small group of people. Cons you know, considering it's the zoo, and we've been there when it's been really crowded. It's been so packed. that was lovely. But in this era of COVID, today, I am so sad that there wasn't a Mardi Gras parade this I past know. weekend. There should have been one a couple days ago. That's right. And I remember being down here because we're in the arts district of our town. And I remember and being... the streets packed and line up with people. Packed. And dressed up. On and... Mardi Gras parade day, which is on the Sunday before Fat Tuesday and on Fat Tuesday yeah. itself. Yeah. People are dressed up and the restaurants and bars fill up with all kinds of fun people and... Yeah, and there's yeah. A, there's live music coming yep. from every single yep. venue, of which there are many. Yeah, 
It's it's very quiet. It's very quiet. It's very quiet. This it has been. I think people are getting tired of it being so quiet. They are. You know. On the other hand, I think there's some been some good about some of the. Like we were talking earlier about, you know, there's parking lots usually aren't packed anymore and you can right. usually find a pretty decent parking spot. And, you know, there's some things like that that have been kind of nice. So but, what are some of the things that you might have, like, complained about <laughs> prior to COVID that now you're like, oh, I'd give anything just to be in that crowded space again or be in that crazy environment again? Yeah, well, I think mainly it's live performance, you know, doing gigs. I mean, um, I don't, just being a local performer, it's not like I'm on the road or something like that, but there's something kind of magical about being out and being in the nightlife Mm -hmm. and um, playing music and watching people out there dance and being stupid sometimes. And and I, I guess... You know, there there's a part of me that when you do that over and over and over and over, you it gets tiring, and you think, you know, oh, why am I doing this? It's I'm only making fifty bucks, and I'm <laughs> right. and I'm and it's you know I'm home at two in the morning, and I'm tired the next day, and but then when it's gone, yeah, then it's like, okay, I I was taking all that for granted, maybe right. you know some some of that because there is. Not very many people get to sing in a band and be out and, and be doing that. And so I don't, I think I, I don't want to take it for granted, yeah. you know. So, but I also, I know that I, when things do start opening back up, mm-hmm. I'm going to be a little bit more selective about the things that I do so that I'm not quite so busy and some things like that. So being, not having all, all that going on has given me a little bit of a different perspective of maybe how I want to continue on in the future. Okay. But I do miss, I miss the people and the people knocking on the window over there at the place where we sing all the time. <laughs> yeah. People yeah. walking by and you're up on the stage and you turn around and there's people waving at you. And, and every once in a while there's a cop that says, keep moving, yeah. don't stand outside, or, don't loiter. <laughs> or every now and then there's some crazy homeless guy out there who's like making faces at you. And <laughs> all kinds of... We, we're in a very colorful area of town. We really are. <laughs> so. And I do. I miss all of that. Well, you probably miss the theater. I miss the theater terribly. I, I was thinking today about, you know, a few shows. I mean, I've done several shows, but, you know, a, a few of them were incredibly well-received and um, and 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 we were sold out like practically after the first or second weekend of performance we yeah. were then sold out for the remainder of the 8 or 9 week run yeah and so i i miss i miss that i miss the people that i used to be on the stage with mm-hmm. who aren't really a part of my life outside of the theater mm-hmm. um and and i just you know there's been times when I've stood on the stage and I've not had a line for a few minutes and I have just looked around and thought, oh my gosh, I am a working actor. Yeah. And I'm standing here on the stage with the most talented people in the valley, if not in the country. I mean, we're talking about incredibly talented. Yes, we have a lot of talent here. A lot of talent. And so to to just be able to look around and and say, 
I am a part of this family Mm -hmm. of these people, Mm -hmm. you know? It's pretty spectacular. It's pretty spectacular. Yeah. Now, what are some of the, what are some of the criticisms that you have gotten over the years with what you've done and how have you dealt with that? What do you mean? Criticisms? Criticisms about, not necessarily about your art. I mean, I've certainly gotten, you know, notes about my acting and whatnot. I'm not talking about professional criticisms. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about judgmental, you know, BS from other people. I've had some, I've had some tricky things. Um, I had, because I'm a performer and also have been part of religious communities. Mm-hmm. There have been times where people have got on me about, you know, how is she singing in a bar? Right. Things like that, you know. Um, we we went to, um, when I was married to my first husband, to um, interview to get a church job because mm-hmm. he was a pastor. And that came up in the interview process of, you know, well, you know his wife sings in a bar and goes out and does live music and sings in establishments where they serve alcohol and all that. And and if I'm remembering this correctly, whoever the pastor was at the time who was doing the interview said, well, how would you know? <laughs> that is an awesome response. <laughs> so, so I've had, I've had some, some things like that. I've had some people question me yeah. about, you know, doing that. And, and my, my response has always been, well, I'm using my gift. I have a gift and I'm using it and I happen to be getting paid. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't work in the day. And this was when my, my kids were smaller. So I'm able to stay home with my kids during the day so they don't have to put them in daycare. And then I'm able to, go out on the weekends and and not make a lot of money but at least contribute financially a little bit and doing something that I love to do and I was always able to kind of juggle and balance that and doing my church responsibilities and so I'd you know be on one secular stage at night and then in the morning was up on the worship team and yeah I, it, it never bugged me. I never I never felt like I was two people. I always felt like the same person. Right. I always right. did. I never, ever felt like I was doing something weird or wrong or unfaithful or untrue to who I was. I always felt like me, just wherever I was, right. you know, when I was in those different environments. So, but, and I also... Um, and this has come up in my own life personally lately because I'm doing a class with somebody and the the leader of this class has been challenging me to think about some things. And um, one of the things that came up during my class was that I have had to deal with, and you've, you've talked about some of this in your church stuff, um, but in especially in the church environment, I've had to deal with jealousies where mm-hmm. there were people who weren't nice to me mm-hmm. and um women mm-hmm. primarily women yeah and I, I you know and in this class that I'm taking and I was in this one-on-one with this person and it made me cry because I wow. I really started to think you know those things really did hurt me yeah you know I really did 
it was really painful. And, and affected you in a way maybe you weren't even aware I of. I don't, yeah. And, and I think because at the time, you know, I just, I, I don't know if I just was able to compartmentalize that pain or just look at the big picture and try to be understanding of those people. And that's my MO typically is like, you know, I'm not going to get mad. I'm going to try to understand. Mm -hmm. And instead of allowing myself to be hurt and mad. And I think yesterday I was, I, I was like, oh, I think I'm hurt and maybe mad that people didn't treat me very nicely. Wow. And that was a long time ago. Yeah. A, a long time ago. So, um, I think women can be catty and not nice and there's jealousies and I can honestly say that I I have been guilty of that one time. I, I there was a friend and another singer and I remember really struggling with some feelings of jealousy, but I I was never mean to her. Mm -hmm. I was never I I recognized it in myself and I didn't like it. Yeah. And so I I was not mean, you know, and I was able to get through it and deal with it and talk with her and be honest with her and kind of work it out, you know. And that particular person wasn't very nice to me. And so so it it's a it's an interesting little journey I'm on right now of kind of dealing with stuff that you didn't even know stuff, had affected you or or that I was still carrying it around. Wow. And wow. ha having to do with, with singing and people feel like they're judging me and not liking me and I, I don't know. Yeah. So and I, that, I haven't dealt with anything like that recently. Right. And I think it's because I'm older. Mm. Um, I think, and everyone else around me is older. <laughs> so you, you get some wisdom and you get some grounding as you get older and some of that petty crap goes away. Yeah. And I think most of the people that I'm hang out with now are are all we all want everyone else to shine around us. There's enough room for all of us to shine and have the spotlight, so to speak. Right. It doesn't just because you're on stage doesn't mean that I can't be. <laughs> you, right, right. You know, right. there's room for all of us. Right. To 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 do that. And so but yeah, it's it's been an interesting couple days for me in dealing with that specific thing. Wow. So that's amazing that you asked me that question because you and I haven't talked about that. No, we haven't. Mm. You know, what's, it, it just makes me think about things that I've said to people that have hurt their feelings in the past, mm -hmm. things that people have said to me. And, you know, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, even five years ago, we were all at a different place, mm -hmm. whether it's um, because... Because of, of course, COVID and, and the political climate that's in now. But not only that, but just plain maturing yeah. and yeah. changing yeah. and being more aware and learning and, you know, whatever. There's right. all kinds of reasons why we change and grow and mature. But here's the thing is that, you know, I look back, I think back on some of the hurtful things that have been done or said to me. And I wonder if those people are at a different place now well, in their life and if they would do things differently. But you don't have a chance to go back mm -hmm. and make things right. So while you're still carrying something around, mm -hmm. they're just going on with their life and they may be in a completely different place right. and would never do that again. Right. 
you know? Right. And yet we don't ever know that because we don't go back and have conversations to close things out. Right, right. I can think of, I have a couple couple girlfriends who I have sung with a lot. And um, they're really the only two, you know. It, it Women, again, were, it's tricky. Yeah. It can be tricky. Yeah. You know, there's this... We say we want to support one but another and be each other's cheerleaders, but, but there we can, can turn on a dime. <laughs> and there can be this competition thing, yeah. you know, and um, I, I have through the years recognized the handful of people that haven't treated me that way mm-hmm. and where it's just been great and we've been both been able to be up on the stage in the same band in the same show and both be good and both get applause and it's great. Yeah. There's no hold hands when you take a bow. It, it, there's no <laughs> weirdness. There's no nothing. Yeah. Y- you know, and and and, and I ah, as a younger person I just wish that there could have been more of that. You know. Right. You know? Right. So I remember a pastor and I've talked about him before, but he told me that you know, that basically I was sinning for going to work in the theater. And, of course and you I were. said, yes, I was, you know, I was really rocking it. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, I remember saying to him, you know, don't you think that this is an opportunity to like meet more people and maybe be a witness to other people? And I've never been an evangelistic kind of person. I'm not somebody who tells you that you need to believe like me Mm -hmm. or, hey, if you were to die tomorrow, do you know where you'd go? I've never been that person. Thank God. (laughs) Remember evangelism explosion? I do. And I remember it was so uncomfortable and I couldn't do it either. No. And I, that's, it's the same thing that, it's the same reason I can't sell Mary Kay, you know, or, or, you know, Tupperware. Debbie's going to do a spit take right now. She just took a drink and it's going to just spit. But I sell Mary Kay. <laughs> but I mean, I, I can't. And God bless the women who do. Yeah. I mean, we know someone who has Who's, done. She's really super successful. She's really successful. And, uh, you know, there are people who buy from her and people who sell under her and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And they love the product. And I love the product. Yeah. But I'm not a salesperson. Mm-mm. You know, and people think that I am because... I'll, I'll tell you a story. Yeah. The only time I ever had a sales job. <laughs> oh, no. Do you remember what a rainbow vacuum cleaner is? Oh, yes. <laughs> so, when... Did you go vacuum somebody's mattress? Okay. It's so gross. <laughs> I know. But when my daughter... So, in... She just turned 30, okay? So, this is how long ago this was. Okay. I wanted one of those vacuums... So bad, I was pregnant, pretty pregnant. Yeah. And I went to work for Rainbow Vac, and I was hell-bent that I was going to do 15 demos. All you had to do is you had to do, like, 15 demos. So you had to find 15 friends. You didn't have to necessarily sell to them, just do the demos? They, you had to sell, like, two or three of them. Okay, okay. Okay, so here I <laughs> I'm like... 
because I wanted a vac. I wanted one of those vacuums, but they were expensive. They're and like, that was re your reward. Could you did you get it for free after fifteen I, or just cheaply? Not only did I get one for free, but I made commission because I sold a bunch of vacuums. Wow! <laughs> so you were a successful salesperson. And maybe it's because I was pregnant, <laughs> and I'm like, I love this vacuum cleaner so much. I just want one for myself. I want one so bad. Oh yeah. my so gosh. So if you believe in the product, I guess sales could be easy, but it's different being an evangelist. Yeah. Because that doesn't feel like a sales job to me. Well, it, but, but it's it but it's approached that way. Well, because if you believe mm -hmm. that you are uh, that this is the best thing for the person that you're talking to, you want them to go spend eternity in heaven because that's what you've been told that's right. is going to happen. So you want that for the people that you love. Now, you know, a little side note, I'm like, if you can do EE and, and not... Um, promote some sort of social justice and, you know, giving money to single moms who, you know, end up not having an abortion, but actually raise a baby, then how is that, how is that loving them? It, you want them in heaven, but you don't want to support them. You know what I'm saying? I do. That's just my little side. Yeah. Well, that's just my little Liz, side. Thing. Liz, I get a little crazy. Liz about and that I have church issues. We have church issues. <laughs> But here's the thing is that you would, you know, you would do, you know, you would do EE, but I could never do that. I could never do evangelism explosion. I could never sell Mary Kay. I could never sell Tupperware. I could never do any of that because I don't like the idea of selling. I have a hard time selling myself. I know. That's, yeah. You know, and that is as an most, actor. Most artists suck at that. We suck at that. Uh -huh. And yet it's the one thing that we have that we need to try to sell. I know. And in fact, upsell, I you know. know. I know. So it, that's I, a weird that's a weird bind to be in, it's honestly. Weird. It, so it, this pastor, you know, I said to him, I said, "Don't you think that I can develop relationships with people who are not churched and maybe just be a witness?" And again, not an evangelism explosion kind of witness, but just a just, friend, yeah. which I'm very proud to say that I feel like I've accomplished that. Mm -hmm. I have more friends that are not that are unchurched or or dechurched or anti-churched yeah. than I do the churched because because you probably, get, you probably get along with them better. Uh, well, <laughs> I just I just find things that are fascinating and interesting and I want to learn from them. Mm -hmm. But he told me that I, when I said this to him, don't you think I could, you know, meet people? He says, that's just an excuse for you to do what you want to do. And he stuck his finger in my face oh and my he was gosh. all judgmental. So several years go by, I'm talking 12, 13, something like that, years go by. I no longer attend that church. I'm no longer working with the pastor. And so imagine my surprise <laughs> when I'm working as a hostess at the theater and the first people at the door were them. Are, it was them, the pastor and his wife and two other people who, to my, uh, uh, unbeknownst to me, had become season ticket holders at the theater. <gasps> <laughs> and now they literally came to all the shows. But this is the first time I've run into them mm -hmm, there. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, 
wow. And they smiled and they hugged me and they told me how good it was to see me. And in intermission, I went over to the table and I talked to them and I asked them if they were enjoying the show. I mean, I completely pretended like I was not yeah, you know, going that I was not judgmental about the fact that they were there, and I wasn't. But I also made sure that they knew that I was not holding that against them mm-hmm. from, from you know before. from before. However, wouldn't it have been awesome? He had to have remembered that he said that to me. Mm-hmm. He had to have remembered mm-hmm. that he, you know, kicked me out of his choir because I was working at the theater. And now he's paying money, a good deal of money. To go to the theater. To go to the theater. So he's paying for this debauchery. So, so, so you can, He's paying for this debauchery yeah, to happen. You can go, you just can't be part of it. Right. And so I, I often think, gosh, wouldn't it be awesome if we had a chance to kind of... I mean, does, does he still think that, that being on stage makes you a bad person? Because he's sure paying to see people be on stage. Right. Um, So it would be awesome if he had the opportunity or if he made the choice to say to me, hey, you know what? I am so glad to see you here. And there was a time when I made a choice to, to say something to you that was that wrong. And I've grown to a different place. And I just want you to know that I'm sorry. That would have been an amazing thing for him to say. It would have been amazing. I'm not even sure he was thinking of it. Well, and who knows, maybe he went home and thought it, but you know, was not courageous enough to say it. Yeah. But I mean, I, I've used that as a reason to kind of, (laughs) to try to think twice before I say something, because I may be, you know, hell-bent to mm. believe something today mm-hmm. that a year from now or five years from now, I won't, I will no longer believe or will no longer believe is as important yeah. as yeah. I do today. Yeah, for sure. And so I try not to tell other people how to live their lives. Yeah, I, I, I don't even want to be, it's, it's not our job, right? You know, our job is to be alive and awake and be a loving presence on this planet. That's what I really, truly believe, bottom line. Our job is to be awake, wake up, be present, yeah, and to be a positive influence of love and light in this world, wherever you find yourself, right, right here today, you know? And because at the end of the day, it's all going to go away. Yeah. It's all going to be gone. All of it. You know, last week I went with two other women, uh, two friends of mine, and we went to an outdoor venue to see... A group of performers perform live, mm-hmm. guys that you and I both know, oh. and um, saw them in this outdoor environment. We wore our masks. We took them down just to drink, you know, our liquid. We were uh, our drinks or whatever. Your we liquid. Were, our liquid. <laughs> I mean, I, we all just had water, to be perfectly honest, but we did have um, hors d'oeuvres as well. But we also uh, were sitting, you know, no closer than 10 feet to mm-hmm. any other group of people. Mm-hmm. So it was a very well-protected environment. Yeah. And we were 20 feet or so from the band. So even though there was a singer up there, it was we were far away. And so we're trying to, you know, really honor all the protocol. And um, But the, the singer uh, is somebody who really blasted me on social media. About, I know who, I know where you went. About six months ago. I know. Completely blasted me. 
because I put down the, he's like, you don't know what you're talking about and blah, blah, blah. And then he blocked me. I know where you went. Yeah. So he blocked me from social media. And, um, and yet when I saw him, you know, I walked up to him, I gave him an elbow pump, um, you know, touched mm-hmm. elbows. We both had our masks on because he hadn't, it was right before the second set. And um, he said, hey, I'm so glad you came out. And I said, I'm so glad to see you. And, you know, you just act like it never happened. Um, and, but I think about, gosh, you know, is there any part of you that thinks, man, here you are supporting us. Right. I should have been nicer to you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just wonder. Yeah. Well, I, and there's probably not, and it and it doesn't matter to me. You but know, what matters to me is that I gave him an elbow pump, and mm-hmm. I made sure that yeah. he knew that I was there and that I supported him no matter what. Yeah. I I know that person extremely well. Yeah. And while I I know that on his exterior he can be. A certain way, mm-hmm. I do believe that he's pretty pretty sensitive down deep, and yeah. and I and I because I've I've seen it. Yeah, I, I've I've seen him, and I and so I think most likely he was probably thinking something like that. I'm gonna think the best about yeah. that person, and I do, and I and yeah, I, we were gonna maybe go, but we didn't. Well, and that's what, and I think that we're actually going to go this week okay. um, because okay. my husband really wants to, um, uh, really wants to support them um, because the environment is, it felt like an incredibly safe, respectful yeah. and respectable environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, that's cool. That's good yeah. for me to know. Yeah. But it was just one of those things where I just thought, you know what, what's important right now is that I... Um, make sure that I smile at him and mm-hmm. I give him an elbow bump and I make sure that he knows that anything that he said to me doesn't get in the way yeah. of what I think of him as a performer, as a human being, yep. as, that's, you know. That's, that's, I mean, that, if people could just be that way with everybody, right? you know, I mean... I was at a girlfriend's house last night where I probably had one too many. Which is why I'm tired. But we had a great time, great conversation. And um, we were talking about that. We were talking about, like, this idea of being flexible and being flexible with humanity and being flexible in life. And, like, like this idea of if, if you make plans with somebody and and... But it has to get changed because something happened in that person's life, and there, you know, things things change and shift. And how to be flexible and go with the flow, and and same with with people and attitudes, and try try to be flexible and understanding, and, and you know, um, which is hard to do. It it, it, really it can is. be hard to do, you know. And so yeah, so we were talking about you know how how to do that, how to not let things upset you immediately or someone's words or someone's attitude or and just kind of be able to just step back and go oh okay that they're they're upset about that or they feel really strongly about that and I don't I don't need to react okay and I can you know right and or if you know something happens and someone has to change a plan and it's disappointing Instead of, you know, getting upset or whatever, it's like, 
okay, well, maybe it, we weren't supposed to do that today, and mm -hmm. we're supposed to do that another day. And it, I mean, just letting things kind of go and, and kind of being guided by that kind of inner voice of just being okay. Yeah. And, and not letting things, <laughs> you know. So that's, that's kind of been my, my goal and my focus, you know, especially this last, like, six, eight months. Just really been trying to live in that. And, um, yeah, in the beginning of the pandemic, we could mm -hmm. all say, well, we just have to keep, we just have to keep moving. We just have to keep mm -hmm. things going because in three or four months, this is all going to be over. <laughs> and now here we are, you know, almost a year in. And yeah. so I think that the, that's the last half of this, of this, you know, pandemic has been spent going, oh, it's, it's going to be a while. Yeah. It's going to be a shift. Yeah. There's going to be things that we're going to be doing differently mm -hmm. um, for a very long time, even after things open up. So now, instead of running in circles, trying to fix it or tell people what to do mm -hmm. or wear a mask or don't wear a mask or, you know, do right. this or do that or take vitamin D or don't take vitamin D <laughs> yeah. or whatever, the, whatever people are telling you to do, you know, or this is, you know, this was sent to us by somebody else and this is their fault and blah 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 instead of any of those things just say it is what it is mm -hmm. this is where we're at yep. and and now what am I supposed to learn from it mm -hmm. um, how am I supposed to react to it mm -hmm. I think one of the best things that we can do in order to be kinder to one another is for ourselves instead of now Living in the moment is beautiful. It's awesome because you don't want to miss anything. Right. We need to spend more time living in the moment. <laughs> mm -hmm. But wouldn't it be great if all of us could like spend, you know, maybe a day a week just sort of reflecting on who we used to be. Yeah. What we did then, what we believed five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, and who we are today. Yeah. And what all those experiences have taught us, and then give other people the same grace mm -hmm. to say, "Oh, you're in a different place yeah. than I am." Yeah, that's because we all are on our own little. We're on our own little path. Yeah, I mean, even if you're you're married, I mean, I'm married. I'm connected to him, but at the end of the day, we're on our own little path yeah. spiritually or whatever you know, and. You come in by yourself and you go out by yourself. And right. so, you know, the best we can do is to is to focus on ourselves and what how we want to be. Yeah. You know. So I have something that I just thought of. Yeah. So tomorrow's Ash Wednesday and those of us you and me who are in, you know, Christian kind of tradition and have mm -hmm. been traditionally it's lent yeah. so for the next 40 days so are you going to give up anything or i always say well i don't know if i'm going to give anything up i'm going to add something too like Ooh. so like like you can add sobriety yes <laughs> i'm going to add sobriety yes um no well well like I, like in the past i've done things like i'm going to add reading like you know, 10 pages of a book because it's hard for me to sit my butt down in a chair. I've got all these books I want to read. Right. So for for 40 days, for, you know, how yeah. long does it take to read 
10, 15 pages. Not, know. you know, or a one, day. I'm going to read one chapter a day. a day. Right. So I'm going to add that right. to my life. Or um, I'm going to add, I'm, I'm real. I suck at taking my vitamins every day. Okay. I'll take them like here and there. and there. So I'm going to take it every day. Do you put them in the little daily thing? I, I do. With the little... <laughs> I do, and I still don't do it. Oh, gosh. I don't know what is wrong with me. Oh, gosh. So I, I'm that person. I don't okay. know what that is. Okay. but okay. So, you know, and, or you could, you know, I'm not going to eat any sugar, or I'm not going to drink any alcohol, or I'm not right. going to drink any Coca-Cola. Right. That Those kind of things. So do you have any You know, plans? I've never really done that um, for Lent. I, I never really have. Um, I see people giving up social media, of course, yep, and that kind that. of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that, though, that this whole year, ever since January, I have just kind of decided, you know, you know how I want to live this year? I want to... I don't want to do anything that I don't want to do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just don't want to do anything I don't want to do. Yeah. And and there obviously there are things that I have to do that I may not want to do. Sure. But, but there's obligations and so I'm not going to shun my obligations. But what I mean is if I don't you know, if I don't want to get go it. to such and such a place right now, then I, I'm just not going to go. And if I want to sit in my office and sew all day long, that's what I'm going to do. And I need that now so far, we're in the middle of February. I haven't been great at it. Mm-hmm. You know, that because I, I think, oh, gosh, I, I need to prepare dinner. I need to prepare lunch. I mm-hmm. need to, you know, because I'm home and I need to get to the gym and I need to go grocery yeah, shopping. I know. And, it's, you all, know whatever. it's all the tasky to-do list stuff. Besides that... work. And if, you know, work has been spotty mm-hmm. because of the pandemic, but still it's, you know, it's like, oh gosh, no, I can't sit in my office for four hours today because I, I have to bake a loaf of sourdough, you know? And, for Deb. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for Deb and John. Um, no, I just, but I, I, I think that you've just in, inspired me and encouraged me to be better at that over the next 40 days. Just better at adding mm-hmm. to, the, to my life the like, stuff that brings me yeah, joy. Yeah, like one day, like one thing a day. So, okay, what's one thing that would bring you joy to, to do? It could be for 10 minutes. It doesn't have to be the same thing. Sewing, I have a pair of pants, an old pair of pants that shrunk up, you know, and I'm very tall. So when they shrink shrink up four inches, you when you add, wash them, you you're like, oh, Lord have mercy. I'll never be able to wear these again. So I have to do something with them. So I cut them up so that I can make a skirt out of those pants. Oh. And um, like a bohemian sort of skirt. And um, so I have all the pieces cut. All I need to do is... Well, see, stitch them together. See, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to sew the skirt and then wear it in here next time so I can see it. Yeah, <laughs> just a just a fun bohemian silly skirt and the the bottom of the pants that I was able to cut off of the you know the the three inches or whatever um, that wasn't long enough to go all the way down to my ankle. They have a nice hem on it, and I thought. How cute would those be as pockets? Oh. So I need to take the bottom of those pants and just, you know, sew it onto the skirt 
so that they're pockets. I love it. So I'm so um, excited about how it's going to turn out. I love it. Um, and so I need, and the, the I know that the hem is going to be, um, it's not going to be a perfect hem. It's going to be very asymmetrical, and mm-hmm. there's going to be some parts that are longer and some parts that mm-hmm. are shorter, and it's... I think it's going to be cute. I but I can I can envision it. But I need to get it finished. Yeah. So I think that's is it what cold I'll do. in your in your she shed? It is not. I have little I have heater. a beautiful little window air conditioner in the summer, and I have a great little space heater in the, nice. for the winter, and it's, See? it's well, pretty there, awesome. There you go. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to do. So I think I just want to add. Maybe just making sure that even an hour or two hours a day I spend sewing or painting. Taking care or, of. Or, you know, just taking yeah. care of that creative thing because it's something I do often, but not regularly. I know. Every single it's, day. Because it really is hard to make the time for that. And it's like, you know, I've, I've actually listened to podcasts about this this exact problem that, you know, well, I want to be a writer. Well then you need to write. Yeah. Like, I want to be a songwriter. Then you need to sit your ass in your chair and write a song. I yeah, mean, right. you have to you have to do it. And why is that? Why is it easier to go, oh, I better get up and go clean? Why? Why? You know, I, I, you I know, often I, ask myself that. I actually think it's about instant gratification. I think we live in a in an instant soup world. Mm-hmm. We live in a you know boxed macaroni and cheese world where you can have you know mac and cheese in three minutes, whereas the mac and cheese that takes an hour is so much better. Yeah. <laughs> but it does take a long time. Yeah. And so because we live in this instant soup world, we're like. Oh, it's going to take me four days to finish this skirt if I do, you know, two hours a day. Right. And so that's that's four days, whereas I can get dinner on the stove in half an hour, so I better go do that. You know, so I, yeah. I think it's this instant gratification I think you're right, because I think, so for me, so I've got this book that I'm wanting to write. Right. And um, so if I can... This is going to sound silly probably, but I'm going to, my goal in my mind is three pages a day. I need to write three pages, double spaced. So it's not, you know, just three pages. Right, right. Three times 40 is 120. Yeah. So if I With pictures, that's a whole book. Right? (laughs) That's right. That's right. I mean, if I could make myself do that, just... Three pages, and, and I, I have plenty of content all up here. Right. There's stories I want to write down. There's all kinds of things. And I already have about, I don't know, 40 pages or so written already. Mm-hmm. And in within those notes, I've got little, remember to write about this story. Remember, So I've got plenty of stuff to, but for some reason, in the morning, it's just, it's tricky for me to, sit there and go, okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to write three pages, I think, because maybe I think it's it's not going to be good enough or it's not going to be, you know, and and that's what we tell ourselves. And so if it's not going to be good enough, then why would I do it? Nobody's going to really want to read this. And why am I even doing it at all? You know, so because Rob Bell, I listen to Rob Bell a lot and he says, you know what? 
there's something that you need to create mm-hmm. just for the sake of creating yeah, it. Yeah, and even if no one ever re- reads if it. If no one ever sees it or reads it, you have created it. But if it's on your heart to create it, it's probably because there's space for it in the world. Yeah. And, and somebody needs it. I told a friend of mine one time, I said, I need to write a book about my life. And she goes, no way. Your life is way too depressing. Nobody wants to read about your life. <laughs> And she goes, and besides that, nobody would actually believe it. And I'm just like, okay, I don't, I don't, was that supposed to be encouragement? I, I'm not sure no. what exactly you just said. Um, and, but those are the kinds of things that you get into your head. You're like, nobody wants to hear my story and they're going to not believe it. Right. You know, will it help anybody or will it just depress people? I don't know. Right. But, right. But um, I do think that all of us have something, something to put out there in the world. And mm-hmm. that's not about being arrogant. That's just about saying, it's you know what? The person I was 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, 40 years ago, she doesn't exist. And the reason that she doesn't exist is because of these mm-hmm. things that have happened along this journey. Yeah. And I'd like to think that the person I am today is somebody you would like more today than, you, than the person I was 20 years ago. Amen, girl. I like that. And so I want to be, yeah, I want to be, and and five years from now, five months from now, 40 days from now. I, I want to be, <laughs> when I'm like 80, I have this vision of myself that I'm in like this, I don't know, hippie gown, like with beads and a cross, big old long cross hanging here. And, <laughs> and I'm like this, this, I don't know, guru talking, talking to all these people about life and, and, <laughs> and people are coming and, 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 they and, want and, to and hear. people want to hear. Will your hair be gray or will you still be coloring it? I will still it? be coloring it. <laughs> <laughs> but I just have this vision of myself in this like hippie moo moo thing. I don't know where that comes from, but. Well, but I'll it, tell you, that means I'll be that much smarter and better it, right. that long. In well, to future. any of our listeners, if you haven't yet, please go to our website yes. at dancingwithskeletons.net and please look at the picture that I posted this past week of Debbie Zooming with her grandma. Oh, yeah. Who was 102 years she old. Is. And they were Zooming and grandma has the headphones on. She's so cute. And she is so cute and she's so engaged. She is. And it's no wonder that you want to be that when yeah, you're she's... 80 years old because you have this amazing model. I, I mean, I, I'm pretty certain that that's where it comes from is, yeah. you know, yeah. I could just see her up there. <laughs> so yeah. <clears throat> anyway, well, this has been a great talk, Liz. And um, yeah. I always look forward to Tuesdays. I do too. You, you're more awake right now than you I, were when I, I walked in. I am more awake now. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Show each other some grace. Remember that you're different than you were. And when you see people out and about and you want to just... I actually saw an old man at the gym the other day um, yell at some older, some other old man and flip him off <gasps> and completely yell at him from his treadmill. So I have no idea what was going on between the two of them. He then grabbed his stuff and marched out of there. Wow. So something went on between those two men. They were like, you know, 80-year-old men, <laughs> you know, and one of them's flipping the other one off. So that's... That is a picture of something I don't want to be. Yeah. When I see the guy that was such a 
but to me on social media, I want to elbow bump him and love him and Amen. know that um, he it. was, you know, and show him some grace, just like I want to be shown grace. Exactly. So, That's you know what? Let's yep. love each other. Yep. Let's love each other, people. And let's spend the next 40 days growing. I love it. Mm-hmm. I mean... Spiritually yep. and emotionally and not, intellectually, not we don't need we don't need more booze and, and no. bread. But, no, um, no. But yeah, let's let's grow in the next yeah. forty days. Sounds good to me. All right, see ya. See you later, Dad. Bye.